Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Post Huddle Podcast. Today we have with us... Hi, I'm Ava. Um, I'm a senior volleyball player here um, at Kentucky Wesleyan. I, I'm graduating in the spring, and I'm a double major in health science and psychology. And, of course, we also have... Noah Davis. And Brooklyn Wolf. Today we're going to have Ava diving a little bit deeper into her story and telling us about her journey with sports and her faith. So Ava, whenever you're ready, however you'd like to get started. Okay, so I've been playing sports for as long as I can literally remember. Um, played quite literally all the sports growing up, but volleyball was always my thing. That was just, I was just drawn most to it, and yeah, I just loved it so much. And so got pretty pretty deep into volleyball, um, started playing club when I was in eighth grade, um, played all throughout high school, and then got serious around my, I would say, sophomore, junior year of high school. Um, started the recruiting process, trying to figure out where I wanted to go, and I knew I wanted to play volleyball, so chose that to be my sport. And yeah, I just, from there, it kind of just exploded and grew, I guess. Um, my love for the sport never, never died. I just knew I wanted to um, continue playing as long as I could, as long as my body was able to, and, you know, just go and play at the next level, and that was college. So, yeah, that, the whole recruiting process, I'm sure it's like everybody knows, was <laughs> stressful, but it was good. I ended up coming here and been playing here the last four years. It was not the experience I thought it was going to be, but it was definitely the experience that I needed to grow my faith and start my walk with the Lord, I guess, to put it plain and simply. I don't know. Yeah, in high school and even younger than that, I always was just like so used to, you know, winning. And I feel like that's how a lot of athletes are. You know, you're just, you're not used to losing and I'm a really competitive person. So mm, I can relate. that definitely, definitely plays into, you know, not wanting to lose, laying everything out there, putting it all on the line for my team and for myself, just knowing that I did everything that I could in my power to, you know, play to the best of my ability, game in, game out, practices, weights, whatever it was. I just, you know, put it all into the sport, but I put too much into the sport and didn't have time for anything else and especially the Lord. So coming here, freshman year was COVID. So I'm sure as all you guys know, that was you know, the craziest year probably mm -hmm. of our lives, I would say, <laughs> up until this yeah. point. I mean, you know, COVID was... Created some stories, that's yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. it was a new thing. So season was supposed to be in the fall. Um, we usually play in the fall, and it got pushed to the spring. So fall semester was just weird. We would have practice like once or twice a week. So we had a lot of time to do whatever we wanted, and it was just... Not really the best, but it also wasn't the worst either. It was just weird. It was like uncharted territory. Didn't really know what to do with myself because nobody knew what to do with themselves and couldn't really go out and do anything either. But January rolls around. We get into season and we have 12 people on the team. So if you know anything about volleyball, 12 people for a college team is insanely low. You need probably from like 16 to 20 to like really truly have a solid team with backups and be able to practice good and with that 12 people we had some people that were injured so we really didn't have the numbers and we just really didn't have the we just weren't prepared so mm -hmm. freshman year it was rough it was it was hard um we only won two games we only played 11 games we only won two games and it was like wow I've never gone through that I've never gone through like a losing season I don't know 
like what just happened it was kind of like all a blur but I was just like literally what just happened and so sophomore season comes around same story different year we won a couple games same thing happened junior year same thing happened senior year and it was about probably the first week of senior year um like the first or second FCA and Jeff he's our FCA rep um he gave a little speech talk sermon kind of thing mm-hmm. I don't really know what to call it but um he was telling us about how he played football in college and how our identity is not in our sport but it's in Christ and that was like a huge turning point I would say in my walk with Christ and I was like wow like I'd never really heard that before like my walk or my faith no sorry <laughs> my identity is in um Christ and it's not in my sport and I was just like wow like yeah like that's so true like I've never really thought about it like that but I looking back I mean my identity was in my sport like if you asked me who I was I was a volleyball player that was my answer that was my that was me I play volleyball like I don't know I feel like a lot of people can relate but that's just how I identified and that with that came just like a very you know my focus and my thoughts and my everything was just surrounded by first off my identity in volleyball but more so the wins and the losses and I I would you know take them really hard because I you know didn't know like where I was going wrong like what was happening and looking back on it it was coming from winning all throughout high school like I needed to go through that and experience that to really truly realize that it doesn't matter at the end of the day sports do not matter the wins and the losses don't matter it's it's what you get out of them that really truly do matter at the end of the day and I would not be where I was at in my walk with Christ if I didn't go through that and I I wouldn't trade it for the world I mean it wasn't the best but I wouldn't trade my experience for for anything because I needed to have that experience to you know be who I am now yeah I think there's a lot of relatable things especially you talked about put your identity in your sport and for me playing baseball like if you know if you know any really anything about baseball, you know it's a very highly failure sport. I mean, there's guys in the Hall of Fame if they hit three out of ten times, they're a Hall of Famer, and a thirty percent success rate is like depressing. Like if you get a thirty percent on a test, it's like wow, I'm awful. Or if I shoot thirty percent from the field, or if I hit thirty percent of the volleyballs that come my way, it's not very good. So with me, I was in the same boat with my f- freshman through junior year really where I put a lot of my stock in baseball and social life instead of putting all of my stock in the Lord keeping priorities first keeping him first because he's the one that gave all of us the ability to play for him and I was the same way in high school won a lot and then when I got into college it started to become more of a responsibility than it was playing for the love of the game playing to glorify God and if volleyball or golf or baseball is your God, you're going to get let down every single day. And it's temporary happiness because, okay, I went four for four yesterday and we won. I have to do the same thing today. It's not possible to be perfect athlete. It's not possibly perfect in general. So if your God is your sport, you're going to be very, very just not in the right place, not in the right headspace. And a lot of athletes can relate to your story because I'm sure Mm -hmm. that everyone that's been down the Christian athlete road has one point or another steered off from God and steered into, especially with failure or success, 
because my high school baseball coach said something that's always stuck with me. He said, it's not about how you can handle failure. It's how you can, how you, how do you handle success? I was like, Oh, that's a really good point. And it's funny because I've had both in college. I've been really high and really low and I'm so competitive and I'm such a mental person. Like when I'm low, I'm low. When I'm high, I'm really high. I have trouble with staying in the middle, staying even kill. Like right now I'm struggling and I'm trying to find that happy medium. And I've also had to go to the mindset you've had, like had the end goal mindset. Like at the end of the day, I love baseball and I know God has given me the ability and I'm competitive because I want to be on the field because I know I can help the team. I can't help the team on the bench. I know that my ability is to be on the field helping the team. But at the end of the day also, I have to look at it as like, God's not mad if I don't perform. God's not mad if I don't win this game. I believe God wants to bless me and God wants me to prosper. But I also know at the end of the day, he's given me this ability to glorify him in some way. Good, good. Whether I play good or play bad, I think you can glorify God literally by just playing the game. Because if I go out there and have the worst game ever, but I give 100% effort, I can still glorify God by having a good attitude because like either way, like girls are going to look up to you because you're older or guys are going to look up to me because I'm older or vice versa. And they're going to be like, well, how does she had a really good game? Is she going to be humble about it? Uh, she had, he or she had a really bad game. Is he going to be, you know, still joyful? Is he going to be okay? Because at the end of the day, you know, there's so much things in life to get caught up in. I can sit here and talk about it for hours, mm -hmm. but if you're not keeping the Lord first in your life and you're not letting him guide you, you won't have any peace. And it talks about the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, is so true because this summer I played such good baseball, but it wasn't that I was doing anything differently. It was the fact that I had so much peace in my life. I was like, I don't even care what happens. I'm just going to enjoy playing. That's how my this. That's how this mm -hmm. last year went. I mean, having that be the first, I guess, you know, preseason was before that and we had tournaments and whatnot, but having that speech from Jeff really just like completely did a 180 on my mindset and my focus and this year like if you told me that we only won seven games I'd be like what like you're you're lying to me like no way we only won seven because I don't remember like I don't remember it because I had so much peace knowing that this was God's plan and God's will for my life and if the loss like if we lost I was like okay we lost like I was mad about it for you know an hour after yeah. the game like you mm -hmm. know the usual athlete what could I have done better what could I have done this or that but I was just like okay like I would just like get over it and I know that sounds so terrible but I'm like there's no reason or it's need true. for me yeah. to dwell on it I because I can't go of, back and there's a lot of athletes anything. too that yeah. they go through these struggles because a lot of people they get recruited they are the, the cream of the crop they're the top of the top no matter what school you're at from D1 to NEI or wherever the fact of the matter is, like, there's good competition. There's good athletes at every single level. And at one point or another in your career, you're going to struggle, you know, from the pro level to the bottom, through the lowest level. You're going to struggle. And a lot of athletes, they don't know where to turn in the midst of a struggle. You go from one day, you're like, you know, playing really well. You're in that hot streak. And then, or you go from, a, like you talked about, from winning or to a, to a losing team. It's hard to really figure that out like where do I like how do I fix this mindset really because at the end of the day we can only control what we can control and that's still small because God is in control God is the one that plans if you're walking in the spirit then you can't control as much as you think but a lot of people athletes don't know where to turn in the midst of a struggle or they just turn to something else 
that's not going to help. Or they just beat themselves up and give up, which is also like a just demonic mindset. Like I'm sometimes a mental midget, I guess. I want to get, <laughs> I really beat myself up. And I think like, you know, maybe I just need to like give it a few, like rest for a few days or maybe I should do this. And at the end of the day, you know, God doesn't want us to be discouraged. He literally says it in, in Joshua, do not be discouraged. To the Lord, your God goes with you forever. So I think a lot of athletes that have faith need to look in the mirror and be like, you know, am I going to turn to my sport or my coaches or whatever else for help, which I'm not saying your coaches can help, or I'm going to turn to God and cast all my anxiety and care on him, as it says in First Peter, and let him guide me because you're going to struggle and you're going to have times where just your sport sucks and it's yeah. going to be times where even when you're playing good and you still lose, it's like – you want to win. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. If, if you make it all about you too, then it's gonna. It's not gonna be any better. I know one thing that's personally like been a struggle for me is I came from a small school. I have never not been varsity, and I mean I've been good at my sport. It's not that. It's just that the other competition meant that since I was good and I came from a small area, I didn't really have to compete that hard to be good and stay good. And so at the collegiate level, obviously we're all held to certain standards to even get here. But then whenever you get here, you're with people who you can compete with in a different way. And so um, being at that level, but not being number one anymore was hard for me to adjust to. And so, I mean, at first, I mean, I, I'm, I didn't lean on the Lord at first. I cried about it. I was like, what the heck am I going to do? But being able to have that reassurance in God, knowing that you are so much more than the number you are on the team, or you are so much more than a bad day on the course, on the court, on the field, wherever. I mean, I just think that's so personally reassuring for me anyway. Yeah, You're not what the world defines you as. Like, you're what God mm -hmm. defines you as. And that's been, I think, the biggest, like, mindset shift. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, God's not mad at me. Like you said, like, God doesn't care. Yeah. God is not upset with you that you had a bad game. Like, he needed you to have a bad game to like, you know, kind of kind of mm -hmm. knock you down. Because if you're having so many good games and you're like, you know, you might be giving the praise to him. But if you're not staying humble and knowing that, like, it completely and fully comes from the Lord and every single one of your abilities and strength and everything is a gift from God. Like, even the ability and the fact that we're breathing right now is like literally a gift from God. Yeah. And just knowing that and remembering that and keeping that at the forefront of your mind, like, you can only do what God allows you to do. Yeah, and I think speaking on what you were talking about, Kenna, that, and I might be talking to myself, but there's a lot of, like for me, it's my last year of college ball. I'm not sure where God's leading me next. There's, I've, I'm just a lot of pressure because I'm competitive. I want to win. I want to do good. I want the team to do good. And there might be some spiritual pressure too because I'm leading a G group, and I want guys to, to like understand. And sometimes it's hard because it's just they're not where I guess I'm at in my faith. And I wish that I could somehow get to them, but I know that that is not in my power. It's of God's power. And there's a lot of pressure in college athletics because you work your whole life, you get here, you finally get it, and then you either get humbled or you hit that brick wall and you're like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I know for me, after my freshman year when COVID hit and I transferred to my junior college, I didn't pray about the situation. I didn't really think about the situation. I just did it on my own. I thought it was best for me instead of, asking God what was best, and I look back and think, well, if I could do it all over again when I do it, and I probably would because I know even through the mistakes that I made, I know the Lord was guiding me somehow, some way, that he was prevailing the steps because, honestly, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have come back here because I wanted to go somewhere else, but I knew through prayer and reading the Word that God was pushing me to come back, and I can see why now because there were so many things that happened 
months later after that prayer was answered, it wasn't answered in the moment that I can see like, oh, wow, God had a much bigger plan than I could ever thought of because if you would have told me that this was going to be a thing or I was going to lead a G group or help, sorry, help lead a G group or see all these people come to Christ and just see this huge spiritual movement that has happened on this campus, I would probably be like, no, there's no way. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I didn't, there's no, there's no way that's going to happen. But it's like Ava said, it's just by God, God's movement, God's hand. One thing too, that I think is like so important, kind of touching what you said about being competitive. You can't be a college athlete and not be competitive. Like you can't get to this level and not care if you win or lose. And I think that's a big thing that's really important with faith because like, with God, you will always have a win, but you can't win. You cannot be number one with God. He does not play favorites. It says that in the Bible He's more than once. God. Yep. Yeah, like you cannot be number one. You're never going to lose, but you're never going to win. And I think there's just a peace with your faith knowing that you don't have to compete. Like the one, like this is the one aspect where you don't have to compete. You don't have to strive to be the best test score. You don't have to strive Absolutely. to be the best of the fitness test. You get ju- just get the peace in knowing that you being there is enough for God. It's a joy knowing yeah. that you don't have to earn the Lord's love. You don't have to be a better athlete. You don't have to play good. Exactly. To, it's freely given. Yeah, it's so. freely given. And I think um, that's very important to touch on too, because mm-hmm. just as, as athletes, we've competed, we've worked so hard for everything. And I think it's just hard to kind of like switch your mindset over to like, I don't have to work for this. It was freely given to me. And I think there's a piece in that as well. Yeah, and I struggle with confidence because baseball is just so up and down. And like, I'm going through a struggle period right now where I'm trying to really lean on God and like, not really sure why I'm going through a struggle, but I'm trying to lean on the Lord. And that could be maybe why, like a humbling period, the Lord wants me to lean on him. And when I do have success, I 100% know it is from him and him alone. And I had this talk with one of my teammates earlier. Like you said, like, I was like, bro, put God number one. I was like, don't even let baseball in your top three. You know, for me, it's God, family, friends, slash friends, I guess, and then school. Like, school is important to me, too, because, I mean, God has blessed you with the ability to play the game. But that doesn't mean you're going to play the game forever. And it doesn't mean a freak injury can't happen. I mean, I played Mm -hmm. with guys who can't play baseball anymore because— they tore their arm or they or they tore their knee up or they've had X amount of surgeries or the, the just mental aspect is just is just beating them up. That's the most important thing is keeping God first and everything because he will help you walk through the ups and the downs and, and the struggles. And it just the peace is what the, the best mm-hmm. thing that comes from it, because even through all of it, because I'm going to miss playing ball. But the most thing that I will miss will be making memories of my teammates and the G group and the Bible study, the podcast, like there are so many more things that I will miss other than baseball. Like not mm-hmm. saying I don't like baseball, but the Lord has blessed me with so many more things mm-hmm. that I can be grateful for other than, you know, playing the game because it can be uh, something that pulls you away from God and it can be, some, it's not, or something that leads you closer to oh, God. Yeah. It's how you choose. Well, I'd love to hear more from you, Ava, just on that transition from your identity in volleyball to your identity in Christ and how that impacted, like, the changes that you made in your life personally. We'd love to hear from. Yeah, I mean, coming into this school year, I definitely—my walk with Christ was just—I guess the only way to put it is, like, going crazy. Like, it was just growing and growing and growing. I feel like that was—it's not the last push. It's not the last step because there's never going to be a last step or, you know— a, a final, mm-hmm. you know, it's not about the destination. They're the only the final the destination <laughs> that we that we have is heaven. But it was a huge, huge step in my faith and my walk with Christ that happened at the beginning of the season. And I don't, I don't even know something. The Holy Spirit just did something in me and was like, "You're not 
think it's hard your to describe. Your sport. It's like, well, I, I, I can't explain it. I just had this, like, sorry, but it's like, no, I just have this, like, mm-hmm. like you guys said, like, this just peace. And I just, I don't know. I was just like, it's just so much bigger than me. And it's just so much bigger than anything I can imagine. And it's, it's just so much bigger than anything this world can, like, give you. Absolutely. I don't, I have no idea, but it was yeah. like having that switch and having that adjustment. Like, I, Literally, it was in Roger's hall when he was giving that, like, little speech thing. My heart just, like, turned. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It was it was needed. And I thank God that he, you know, yeah. he had Jeff speak on that. And, like, that – it was just so huge. It was just such a big stepping stone in my journey. And I was just – I don't I, I don't even know how to explain it. I, it it's was how just, it is. It's yeah, it was just, like, I just really, truly knew then at that moment. I was, mm-hmm. like – and You're you could right. have been that one person like, there that that message was for you, mm-hmm. and people don't realize like you could have been the one in the ninety nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this podcast, if it reaches a million people, great. But I really just one if person, it can reach one person, one and single I person, with knowing one that person too. at a time, uh-huh. baby. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I just even even what they talked about this weekend at like Winter Recharge. The yes. um, we were me and Brooklyn were in the same huddle group, and. Oh my goodness, it was literally a gift from (laughs) God to be like we it was the best fellowship I've I've had. I mean I guess to this point, but like it was some of the best fellowship I've ever had. And one thing that I just really like we're that was our last like last huddle was away from the chapels that they had and just talking about like God picks me, like I'm a penny on the floor and he picks me up and he cleans me up. And I swear to you, in that moment I looked at the floor and there was a penny on the floor. And I was like literally a penny on the ground. She picked it up and gave it to Lauren, the girl who had said said, literally just just said that. You you were the one of the you were the one to leave the ninety nine. Yeah. And And, um, a word that's been on your heart, like I'd love to hear more intentionality yeah. in Christ. Yeah, I that I have these like words of the month, I guess, that I've been trying to like, you know, hear from God and like really focus on. And the two of the this month were like wait and like intentional. And intentional. I just I don't know. We we talked about it so much in the huddle groups, but just God is so intentional with every little thing that he mm-hmm. does and every single moment and I mean, he's planned it out to the literal millisecond. Like, it is crazy. He says crazy. he knows the number of hairs on your head. So Yeah, the yeah. intentionality is insane. Like, I just can't even, I mean, oh, it surpasses yeah. all human understanding. But, mm-hmm. like, I just can't begin to fathom, like, the the story of, like, the woman mm-hmm. in the well. That was just, like, one that is just so, like, he was so intentional. Like, he was literally there at the middle of the day. Like, he knew she was going to be there. The right but, time. But the, right there at the right time. And just being intentional with my relationships and my conversations and my communication like I hate small talk this is just a <laughs> yeah. huge known fact I can't do it mm. I hate it this is pointless I mean you get absolutely nothing out of the conversation because it's a robotic conversation it's oh, it's yeah. a simple simple question a simple answer that is literally the baseline how are you doing good okay how are you doing good <laughs> then the conversation's <laughs> over you don't get anything Great. out of that you, you don't get anything out of that but even this weekend, like there were some things that one person would would open up about, mm-hmm. three, four, five other girls in the room would literally have gone through not the same exact thing, but something that is literally so similar. And it's like if you don't open up and if you don't be intentional about the conversations that you're having, you will never realize how similar we all are. Every single part of everyone's life, we are so similar. Absolutely. But if you don't have those vulnerable conversations, I know it's hard. And I man it's 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 a hard thing to like open up but i know that it's not for me it's Absolutely. to you know at the end of the day give god glory but mm-hmm. get to the root of like 
why those things happened in our life and what we gained out of it and like just everything even just me talking about like we were talking about our coaches and like we had all gone through a time of like having bad coaching or having you know a coach who doesn't understand or like just things like that and I'm like man to hear and know that there are other college athletes too not even just like athletes that have like been through it before like Mm -hmm. girls that are your age going through the same exact thing as you are like it is crazy to yeah. really learn and see the It's nice to know the that connections. You're not alone. Yeah, it is. It it's, talks about in the yeah. Bible that you know that the, that believers throughout the world are going through the same thing and Satan wants you to hide it. Satan doesn't want you to bring it to light. And the great thing is I can relate to going to those that camp this past summer and being around guys my age and uh y'all can answer this question at the at the end I'll ask it. And you're around people your age and you're like, "Wow, he's going through the same thing." Or, "Wow, this guy is a genuine Jesus-loving guy, and you can see him producing fruits, and he struggles with the thing, the same things I struggle with. And you make these bonds at these places, and it's like you know those people your entire life. And it's just amazing. Like, I'm getting chills. Like, it's amazing to go to those things. And like you talked about, like, I'm sure when you heard those girls open up, you your brain just like, wow, like, there's no way. Or like, you just have that uh, emotional, spiritual bond with those people that you just can't explain. But y'all can answer this question because I want to hear more about winter, winter recharge. Like, what's it like to be around, you know, not just college athletes, but like people your age that are at these camps that they want to know more about Christ and like just explain how the spirit was moving, what that fellowship was like, like how the how the week was or how the weekend was. I mean, you could just feel it in the yeah, room. Yeah, like you, you could. could feel the Holy Spirit yeah. and God just like moving. Too. Like. And it was I, funny because, like, I feel like the first night, everybody was a little bit unsure. Like, even the people who had been there before, they're like, okay, what's this about? There was then, more new yeah. people than there were people that had yeah. been there before. Oh, wow. So and, it was crazy. Yeah. And there were some people, like, it's an FCA camp. And there were some people who love the Lord enough to where they didn't play a sport. They just wanted that community. Or people who are retired from the yeah. sport. They're just still yeah. trying to build that community. And it was nice because there were people from, like, all ages as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Freshmen up to, like, literally yeah. sixth years. There, six years. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. a six year that was there. Six year football player. There was from Manuel. Louisville. Yep, Manny. Yeah. Yep, what a, a guy. guy. Shout out, Manuel. Yeah, Manny's a good guy. For he just, was on my dodgeball team. There, for those of you who are listening, if you're, I'm sorry if you've aged out, but if you're young enough to be able to go to this, it's um, FCA Winter Recharge. We were in we were at Cedarmore. It was awesome. If you can go, I recommend it. Um, it was truly a life changing experience. Just, I just remember it set, was palpable. Like yeah. you could just feel not Christ in the only air. Only learning from for me. I mean, I, Ava was in m- my huddle group. Like not only learning from people that go to my school, but people that I did, mm-hmm. they wouldn't even know otherwise had I not gone there. People that you didn't know that would be able to relate to you in ways that would impact you lifelong. Yeah, I mean Saturday night after mm-hmm. Pastor Harvey gave his chapel, he was like, "I just want you guys to just sit here." He he pulled the the music group yeah, whatever yeah. up on stage and they he just had them like I'm play chills, like, yeah. Yeah. play a melody there, and, there. and we were all just sitting there and he was like just take some time you just 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 talk to god and we all just sat there literally and i can guarantee i can absolutely guarantee you probably 75 percent of the people were bawling their eyes out <laughs> myself included i, I just want to say like sometimes just... whenever people tell you that you're just like sitting there awkwardly like thinking oh my gosh please please get the music people on the stage like you know like genuinely it happens like sometimes the silence is there and it's not being used but you could tell it was being used i can relate i remember being Christ. at fca leadership camp and the first night like man these people are really outgoing like with how they're doing i'm new i'd never done anything like that before 
Yeah, this the, is me and Brooklyn's first time going night, to something like this. The second this. night rolls around, and I got my hands around these random dudes I just met. We're crying. We're singing <laughs> yeah. the music, and I'm like, we're over here thinking we're these strong dudes, and like we're just having a moment where we're like experiencing God, and it's like a moment. It's like a sneak peek of heaven. No, All these yeah. people are just praising just the, the Lord. Voices. I, I was just so like, oh, you're looking started. around, and people are just like genuinely just ha- just having so a good funny. time, and everyone's yeah. just crying, not because they're sad. It's because they're just having Happy. such a joyful moment. It's, it's like the world's on pause yeah. for a few the days. The world was on pause and for the like, entire I'm weekend. Just, I'm like, just in God's presence, and like it's just crazy. Because but like, I am, but so is everybody else. And the fact and he, that he can be with Absolutely. literally having a conversation and a communication with every single one of us mm. in the room at the, the, room at the same time. time is just oh it's so mind-blowing i'm like no having, way yes you would be having those moments those conversations with people and then you'd be like oh yeah what's your name again like you had bonded so much in christ before you even like fully knew who I these people couldn't were even on tell Earth. you half of anyone's yes. names that no. i met and talked to literally have no idea who they are i mean obviously i do now but we like, have, like a group chat bond. but i'm like i don't yeah. even know what your name is and, and here we are talking so deep. When all of those yeah. songs were starting, they they, they always like they started like at, towards especially towards the end, like started in reflection, started in prayer, like sit like they even said, don't don't stand up right now, sit yeah. down in your seat. And we were literally and, all and, sitting like, halfway through, like you're like you like all oh, you feel compelled to stand up, called by God, and then like I opened my eyes like at one of them, and I'm like everyone around me standing, and I was like I thought I was the only one, yeah. and I wasn't, and that every he was having a conversation with every single one of us. Every in that single moment. person mm-hmm. at those at those camps are genuinely there for the right intentions and they're there because they just want to grow with the Lord and or they don't know anything and they want to know anything. There was there was two there's two guys that I mean I got saved. They committed their life and yep. There was one girl who said she signed up at twelve o'clock the day of the retreat. And she she was there all weekend. Yeah. And shout out to Fergie. I, so, yeah, shout out shout Fergie. Out Fergie. <laughs> At the talent show, they, they reenacted the All American, uh, the, the, the All Star game. That's funny. And and I, it was there's so also funny. so many moments that like aren't based around Christ that just allow you to bond. Like Kentucky Wesleyan's football team, they all seem like big guys, but they were singing Disney songs with us on the way to this camp. Yes. Okay, That's like oh, yeah. you saw guys dancing, singing, like jumping. Yeah, Open I mean, up. like you were able to build like bonds and see a different side of these people too. And one thing I want to hit on before we're done, because I know you guys, like, I know you guys felt it too. Um, we were there Saturday night, and when any time we'd done the worship, we had all, like, stayed in our seats and stayed back. And, you know, we'd been worshiping, but we hadn't been, um, we'd been in our chairs. Mm-hmm. We'd been in our assigned seats with our groups that we were assigned to. And Saturday night, after he talked, they were playing I Thank God, and it, it just the room erupted. And people ran to the front, and we all started praising. And mm-hmm. we It was like were, a Christian mosh yeah. pit. The only <laughs> the best way yeah, to no. put it. We were all just up at the front. That's we moved fun. the chairs. Yeah. We were jumping up and down. It they was were like done, and we were all praising. Yeah. One more song, one One more more song. song. And just like the energy that like we all felt from God in that moment was like insane. Like Mm -hmm. I was spinning around, jumping in circles and screaming like I do not have a voice right now. If you know me, you know this is not how I normally talk. I'm squeaking a little. But it's like you don't care how you look. All you have, you just had that community and everyone around you was joining in and it was amazing. You feel like Like, yeah, church is good. But like, no, having people that are your age student mm-hmm. athletes mm-hmm. going to the same thing like on their walks whatever point they are in their walks mm-hmm. with christ like giving everything to god in that moment is just i have no words like you it was like just it amazing propelled, yeah propelled your faith like i mean it propelled yeah. you to yeah go out and they and... had all the fca like staff around they were like if you need prayer if you need anything they were mm-hmm. like if you need something come and see us if you need prayer like you are free to skip out on your huddle you are free to mm-hmm. come and get a word even in the middle of like worship if you need a word come and help like come and get prayer and 
after one of the chapels, I went and I um, met with one of the leaders and I was like, hi, I was like, I don't know. I just feel like God's telling me to come ask you for prayer. And she was like, anything in specific? And I was like, no, like not really just, she's like, okay. She's like, do you mind if I just like ask God? And I was like, yes. Yeah. So we sat down and just everything she was saying, I, that was after I had like been crying, but then she starts talking and I'm just like bawling my eyes out while she's like praying. And I'm like, man, Holy Spirit, like just work. But like, God, you are just so good. Like Crazy. everything. It was just like what I was going through. And I was like, you know, like God, the, you're so good. The like, sound on the internet that's like, Holy Spirit, activate. activate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was just, it felt, it was just it was amazing. Activated. It, it was, was amazing. Activated. God pressed the big red button and the Holy Spirit was there. Yeah. Okay? I know for me, after I got done at the camp, I felt like God like pulled me back in this spiritual slingshot and let me go. Yeah. And it just propelled me. Mm -hmm. Like I went from like zero to a hunt. Well, not zero, but like I just went like through the roof with my faith, like not necessarily in the terms of like wisdom and maturity, but it was in terms of like God like filled filled my overflow my cup and I just wanted to go out and share with everybody just and just be a better person, and it was just like I got saved again. Like it was yeah. just yeah. insane spiritual like, energy. The confidence that I have, and that Absolutely. was that was what she was. That was what oh, she yeah. was telling me. She was like, "I just feel like God's telling me, like, just be confident. Like, be confident in your mm -hmm. faith. Be confident in anything. Like, don't hold back." And it was just like yeah. it was that push that I needed. Like, I have no problem sharing the gospel. Like, I have no problem, you know, like telling people about Jesus. But it was just like going through that and worshiping the Lord, and then having that that heart posture just completely change again, I feel like. And having, I don't know, just having that confidence to just go back and truly be a light for people and use the platform that you've been given. I mean, that's what they talked, that was one, one of the mm -hmm. things they touched on is like, yes, we've been given the ability to play sports, but we've been given this platform for a reason. Like we have been given this, this sports platform to reach. I mean, sports are huge. Sports mm -hmm. are crazy. Absolutely. Like one of the, I would say, probably biggest things in the United States, I mean, around the world, but in the United States, like sports are I mean, it's a like lot. football. Like, I mean, there's 20, 10 to 20 million people that watch those playoff games. And it's awesome to see like a quarterback like CJ Shroud after he just won his first playoff game as a rookie, which is rare and a rookie head coach, which had never happened before. And the first thing he says in the interview is he said, I want to thank my savior, Lord or Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. How many people see that and they're mm -hmm. like they're open to it? If it's just one person, that's enough. But still, like, I mean, it's just a seed that's being planted. Of and people. Well, I mean, even if it's just like, say you're watching TV with your parents and it's an eight-year-old kid who admires C.J. Stroud and he hears him say that and he's like, "Who's that? I want to know more about that." Like, well, yeah, who is that? Like, it's just the mustard seed, you know. And by getting on this platform and just saying something as simple as. I, th I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Like, you can do so much with that. Mm -hmm. And so it really is important to use what you've been blessed with. I mean, Absolutely. that's what we're here to do. We all have different gifts to bless the Lord. Yeah. And something that also stuck with me, too, is just, like, don't say no for someone. Like, mm -hmm. keep pursuing keep them. Inviting. Keep asking them. Like, be intentional. But also, like, if you're living in the Spirit and living and, like, pursuing God and pursuing the way, like, pursuing to live the way that Jesus lived, like, they will see something different in you that a lot of other people don't have. And they will be like, I want to know, like, how are you so joyful? How do you have so much peace? How are you not anxious? How do you not have fear? Like, and granted, I'm not saying we're like 
perfect all the time because we're not. Nobody's perfect. But like having that level of like I don't know fulfillment. I, I would yeah. say like just four questions life. that he was yeah. asking like like who are you? What are you doing? Where are you going? Just like all these really big self-reflection programs reminding you that God is with you and that you can change your life around at any instance and you can mm-hmm. and no one you're not too yeah. broken like Nothing's God will go absolutely. to the depths of the earth that is to one get of you Satan's and, biggest weapons oh, yeah. is making people feel like God like I even as a Christian I've been saved since I was I claimed uh Jesus as Lord and Savior at seven years old got baptized at seven years old I got to a point when I came back really when I started to actually take my faith more serious than I ever did. And look back when I was like, I was like, how can God use me? And I was like, was I ever saved before? Answer was I was saved. I just wasn't living up to the standard at all. And I wasn't living for God. I wasn't being the the Christian that I was called to be per se. Was I a Christian? Yes, but I wasn't living in as, as the Bible calls us to. And I got to the point where Satan was making me feel like I was too broken for God to use me, even though I knew I had been forgiven and everything, but I was just mind warped uh with you know well i've done all this even even when i claim to be a christian like how can i still be used and the fact of the matter is like go read go read the word christians you need to be in the word for this specific story we did the parable of the lost son in luke chapter 15 Mm -hmm. so i mean if you need somewhere to start there you go luke 15 and god can use legitimately anybody i mean i've seen Mm -hmm. people come from just the bottom and the lord has picked them up not because of anything they've done, but because God can do anything. And the Holy Spirit just moves through people, and it makes you feel <laughs> unlike anything you you can imagine. It literally says, like, Jesus will make you a new creation when you put your he faith in He came to him. give us life and life abundantly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, God doesn't he, call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Like said, yeah. he, Jesus, Jesus says, he, doesn't, he says, I don't give to you as the world gives, and I'm so happy that he doesn't. And it says in Hebrews that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. He doesn't evolve. The Bible doesn't evolve. It doesn't change. If you're trying to follow American— It's a living word. It applies to every single trying, instance exactly. in your life, but it doesn't and change. And if you're trying to follow I mean, some new American gospel, it's 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 not what you need to follow. You need to follow Jesus. Yeah. You, need to follow you need to follow Jesus. The word. Moving in this world now is not so much religion. It's the relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. We're all and moving that is, in a relationship. the biggest yes. thing. Yeah. Too, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, religion and relationship are not the same. No. If you stop doing religion and start, start having a relationship yeah. with God. Stop trying to check off the boxes because yeah. there's not boxes to be checked off. No. I mean, not it's about having a relationship— yeah. Mm-hmm. From the law, he fulfilled the law. So it doesn't mean the law doesn't stand, but that means that you're not, like y'all said, it's not a checkbox. It's not. I read my Bible. I prayed. I, I did my devotion. To a Christian podcast. Yeah. It's no throughout. The, it says pray without ceasing, and you know you open your day with prayer, and then throughout the day you're having conversations with God in the car. Like I have conversations. I talk to myself. People probably think I'm crazy. <laughs> I do too. I do. Too. I'll be sitting I, in the I car. Promise, silent. It's like no me music, no and nothing. The Holy Spirit yeah. just. My flesh and the Holy Spirit battle it out sometimes because Absolutely. I struggle. And prayer isn't yeah. something like, also, if people are listening to this and you think prayer is just like, you, you know, know how to pray. you don't know pray how to pray. pray. Like, literally just say words or just think thoughts. God can hear them. God the knows Spirit. them. Literally, I'll just say some and I'll just like, Praise for you. I'll think, a, yeah. I'll think a, a thought and then he'll literally answer literally this most random the thing. Holy Spirit but this prays is, for you. Seriously, literally the most random thing that happened at, like when I was at home over Christmas break. I was like, hmm, I wonder if the garbage truck came. Just thought that thought in my head. Garbage truck rolls around, literally picks up the garbage. I'm like, oh, thanks for answering that prayer, God. But I was just like, literally so many things. I just, like, mm-hmm. he'll answer them. You just got to, like, open your eyes to it. And another thing, too, like, kind of going back to, like, the being intentional, like, opening up and being vulnerable. Like, yes, it is amazing and wonderful to share 
where you're at in your life and share your walk with Christ and, you know, all the things that God is doing in your life now. But if you don't share the trials and tribulations and struggles that you've gone through, like people aren't going to know, you know, like and and no one's ever at a perfect point in your life. But those are some of the most important things. And they're going to hit. They're going to touch even if it's just one person, but it's going oh, to make yeah. a difference knowing let, where you were from and and where God brought you. Let because, God mess you up. Yep. That was something that she yep. said at the beginning of our was, opening. Yeah. Let was, God mess you up. I saw a up. quote like Brooklyn just said. It said, when God intends to make a man better, he breaks him in pieces first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not necessarily he's breaking that man down physically. He's letting that man come to the end of himself because I saw another quote in the movie called The Blonde with Phil Robertson giving his testimony through the movie, and it said, a man cannot come to God until he comes to the end of himself first. And that's so true. When you stop trying, that's when God can finally say, it's my turn. Because Mm -hmm. if you try to control everything, when you're at the bottom of the barrel, like that is just what it was like when you when have you hit your like your ending point. And that's well, that's, it, when it, well, that's when it. It's easy happens. to love yeah. God whenever you're winning all your games Absolutely. and you have yeah. a super cute boyfriend and a really nice car and a really good house. <laughs> like it's easy to let God whenever everything is going your way, but it's, it's really life. about whenever you reach the bottom, do you turn to Him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what matters. You get to experience God on the mountaintops, but you get to know Him in the valley. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I have that written in my notes, but that is something like, and God loves you more than your biggest mistakes mm-hmm. like yeah he he there really is, does there is yeah. nothing that he there's nothing that makes him nothing that he cannot do no. there's nothing that he cannot save there's nothing he can and Roman, there is no Romans reason 8, why 38 he will not and love 39 you. nothing in this world will separate you from the love of god that is in christ jesus our lord that's my confirmation nothing. verse. but mm-hmm. there is nothing that will separate he said, and he his says love in, like, from first you. john i think it says like not one of them should be snatched out of my hand mm-hmm. so there's really nothing that can Nothing yeah. can snatch him out Nothing of our grip. Can... Him out of our, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, him out of our mean. grip, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, before we close yes. up here, I just want to say that on the off chance that anyone who helped make FCA Winter Recharge yes. a thing is listening, thank you so much from three positively affected athletes. And I know we're not the only ones. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for making this a thing for us. And just giving us and everybody who prayed yeah. for it, yes. like Everyone there were who so many from I Egypt. Mean, we had groups of people praying for us. From a prayer to a cash donation, giving us a discount code to use to actually being there, to making us the itinerary. Sign up noon yeah. the day of. I mean, it, everyone who was involved. Thank you so much, far and wide. I mean. I mean, man, I just wish it never ended. Yeah. Like, I got to the end. We were, we were in the van, and I looked at Jeff, and I was like, that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was the quickest weekend I ever just had in my entire fast. life. Yeah. Like, how did that just happen? Like, fast. no way. Like, it was mm-hmm. it was amazing. I still yeah. don't even have yeah. the words for it, but, yeah, yeah it was just so good. <laughs> well, thank you, Ava, so much for taking the time to share with us today and getting to hear from you. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Tune in next week to our next Post Huddle podcast. Thank you.